Welcome in, welcome in to the Dynasty Mafia podcast. I am your host, Antonio Denisi. With me, as always, Eric Denisi and Keenan Jimajic. How are we tonight, fellas? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. How about you, Antonio? I am fantastic. I am fantastic. Thank you. Recording on this ooh, Wednesday night, is it? Hump day? Hump day. <laughs> Hump yeah. day. Halfway through the week. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting through it. Uh, yeah, no, very excited to record another episode, episode another episode number eight for us. Too excited to talk. Um, and extremely excited, actually, because I don't know about you guys. I've been watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because it sounds like they might be having another series coming back. Have you guys, looked, have you guys heard about that at all? Yeah, this better not be that uh, um, Lizzie McGuire thing, because Lizzie McGuire had a rumor as well <laughs> saying that they were going to come back, and I was so excited, and that never had, that never came came true. But uh, and I'm a big Fresh Prince of Bel Air um, fan over here. Um, I Will Smith did a, does a great job in, in that show, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we see see them come back with that show. It won't be as good as the original, obviously, and that, they oh, never no. are. Yeah, reboots never are. And, yeah, I, it's crazy, too. This, So, I guess this fan um, – I don't know if you guys saw the trailer last year, but I guess this fan made a trailer of – as if Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was a drama. And Will Smith, I guess, loved it and has been trying to work on something ever since. So, now they're trying to get it picked up with studios, um, you know, Netflix, HBO, someone like that. It's on HBO Max right now, so that's obviously the best choice probably. We'll see with that. But – uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I don't know about the cast, but yeah, I hope it's the same cast. That'd be sweet. But um, yeah, that sounds awesome. I didn't even hear about it until today when you told me. So yeah, I was just I just read the article. I think it was just came up this morning. So um, I don't like I said I don't know much more, but uh, that got me that got me into to looking up some uh, some old fresh prints. Uh, with that though, that's actually all I got for excitement. You guys got anything exciting? Yeah, you know, I just want to mention with this whole COVID thing, I'm I'm really pleased with how the NHL and NBA have done. I I've, I've enjoyed a lot of those a lot of the sports that are going on right now. Even golf. Golf has been pretty entertaining as well. Um, I don't know if you guys caught any of the games. Any any I mean, golf five right? overtimes, seven overtimes between both games. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I the the reaction after after Tampa scored, it was the Tampa Columbus game. You would think there was fans in the stands. Um, so, you know, I guess it's a bright, a bright light, I guess, if, if the NFL doesn't have any fans, hopefully, you know, we, they're able to put on a show just like the NBA golf and NHL have. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely making me want NFL even more, just like watching a different sport. So I just I keep counting down every single day, but every day we count down, you know, summer's gone. We get yeah. yeah. Also winter. today is though the season starts one month from today. <clears throat> at least at least uh, the Sunday season. Not the I'm not counting a Thursday game. That's good news. We've been getting there. I feel like I just said 82 days back in June. It just feels like yesterday. We really are flying. So hopefully the month does come quicker. Uh, the month leads into, obviously, our draft season uh, for the upcoming year, which is going to be exciting to talk about. We obviously have our division previews. We started last week. We're going to continue that this week with the AFC and the NFC North. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, 
just some little news. Nobody, uh, I don't think there's any crazy more opt-outs um, coming through or any COVID, anybody getting uh, diagnosed with COVID that's uh, anything major. So besides that point, uh, Sean McDermott got extended uh, head coach of the Buffalo Bills. He'll be there through 2025. I think that's about too much, about enough for uh, news and notes, right? We don't have too much we missed. Well, there's there. a there's a, a George a Kittle, there's a George Kittle report. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw today. Better be good. Well, be good. there's rumors that he there's he's signing a six year. Um, so this 49ers Twitter account they're verified. It's not like the actual team site. Yeah, I was gonna say you but, better vet that. Yeah, they uh they said 49ers will announce a six year. $94.8 million contract extension. And then George Kittle um, actually quote tweeted it and says, y'all believe everything you read on the internet, huh? So uh, I guess, I guess maybe, maybe the deal's not done, but maybe it's get they're getting close. Cause there's a couple other reports that are saying that he's going to be the highest paid um, tight end in league history very soon. So yeah, they're going to have to. Yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised at all. They, yeah. They need to, they need, I hope, they need him I hope he sits to, out. No, don't say that. <laughs> I just picked up uh, Jordan Reed in a couple leagues. So. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The 49ers web zone. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know who they who those guys are. Or not. Announcing it on Friday, huh? We'll see. We'll see what happens on Friday. Uh, yeah, episode should it, be out. But hey, we broke the news before anyone else. Besides, <laughs> yeah. well, if, if this happens, so fortune tellers. Yeah. All right. Good enough. Good enough. So we're going to jump right into it this week, uh, getting right into our, our uh, division previews here. So we're going to start it off with the defending AFC North uh, champion, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they were a league best 14-2 and two last season. So we got to witness greatness, guys. I mean, Lamar Jackson did something that the league hasn't seen, over 1,200 rushing yards, over 3,000 passing yards, uh, 36 touchdowns through the air, uh, over 40 touchdowns total. It's just, it was crazy what he did. You know, most teams, if you had, most teams, if you had him, you, you were in the championship game, you know, hopefully you lucked it out and were able to win that championship game. But I mean, it was just amazing to watch. That's kind of all I can say. Yeah. He, I mean, I think me and Eric are a little different with Lamar. Um, I'm staying away from Lamar just because I don't think he's gonna, I don't think, I think, the teams are finally going to catch up on him. And I don't think he's going to have that great of a year like he did last year. So I, I have Lamar Jackson one league and I've been shopping him, trying to get, trying to trade him before the season starts, trying to get the most I can out of him. Because if he has a down year, you're not going to get that value again. Um, but I know Eric's a little different than me. I think, I think, right, Eric? Oh yeah. I love Lamar. I'm trying to grab him wherever I can. Well, um, come talk to me. Where you got him? Uh, we're not in the same. We're not in <laughs> um, I think he's gonna be. I think, like I said before, it's gonna be more of the same there. I think he's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, maybe not twelve hundred yards, um, but I would not be surprised if he hit a thousand again. Uh, and I think his passing is gonna be a little bit better. The whole passing game as a whole is gonna be better. With Hollywood Brown is gonna be fully healthy. He's hopefully gonna be uh, implemented more into that offense. Um, uh, Mark Andrews is gonna be able to open it up more, especially with them getting rid of Hayden Hurst. And that running game is just going to be insane with J.K. Dobbins and Mark Andrews. So, um, and Justice Hill. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Justice Hill. Just yeah. That's, yeah it, that, that's the thing that, that scares me about the Ravens, fantasy-wise, 
is that three-headed monster they have in that backfield. Um, with with Lamar Jackson being a running quarterback, and they obviously are going to have design runs for Lamar, <clears throat> are these guys going to get the ball enough? Like, I, I mean, obviously you're going to draft J.K. Dobbins in the Dynasty League because he's he's a rookie. Um, his age, obviously, I believe he's 23 or whatever. Um, not a lot of miles on his body and, and his potential. Um, when it comes to Mark Andrews and Justice Hill, I'm staying away from him. I know if I have Andrews or Justice Hill, I'm trying to trade him to someone that has who drafted J.K. Dobbins. Try to grab a couple extra draft, draft picks for next year or – or maybe like, or you upgrade at a tight end position or a wide receiver position if you can. What do you guys think on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely like that. But but for me, what my biggest thing with it, um, yeah, their run game is going to be absolutely insane. But it's oh, I think it's I think the the passing options are going to be fine only because you're really only fantasy wise, you're really only relying on two guys there, Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown. That's it. I mean, those are the only two people you really care about there, and I think there's going to be enough for at least those two guys to have – well, Mark Andrews to have a great season, and I, I think Hollywood is going to is gonna take a step forward. And, and yeah. I think, yeah, but the thing is – and, you know, sorry sorry there, but, you know, I know, like, I just want to talk on your Lamar uh, hate right there. He, he could definitely regress. He's going to regress. There's no way. I mean, he had a 9% touchdown rate with the 36 touchdowns. That's insane. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I believe, is the best in the uh, NFL uh, league history with a 6% touchdown rate. So that means you'd have to cut down Lamar in a, in a third to even get to Aaron Rodgers' level, which would have been 24 touchdowns. Now, you take that out of a four-point passing touchdown league, that's 80 points. That just would have put him under quarterback one. So I see that, and that makes some sense. But his attempts are going to come up. He only threw just just over 400 attempts. Uh, so if he can bring that up to you know 450, 475, because they got to throw the ball some more. I don't think they're going to stick with under 450 still. Uh, I think he can get closer to 25 touchdowns through the air. And I, I agree with Eric. He's going to get over a thousand yards rushing again. Uh, that's going to happen. So you have that floor. But uh, does just, the playoff I, game scare you at all, Antonio? Where he no. threw the ball over fifty times, and I, I forget how many completed. He just he was he was god awful throwing the ball in that game. He was, but you know, like we say, who is he throwing to? He's throwing to rookies and Mark Andrews, who was a second year tight end, um, who was fantastic in his own self. But still, I mean, it was a very smart defense. Mark Mike Vrabel is a great uh, head coach, especially a well defensive minded coach. I just think that they had the time. There was a lot of tape on him. They figured him out. I think defenses are going to figure Lamar out through the air, but that's where John Harbaugh is going to come in and recreate that offense even better. You can't stop him on the ground. That's just not going to happen. I'm not, not going to happen at all. I'm not worried about that one game because he had 16 games to prove it, and he threw the most touchdowns in the league. Uh, like he didn't throw for the most yards, no, but with with like you said, just over 400 attempts, he threw for the most touchdowns in the entire league. The guy's got talent throwing the ball. He's he's not you know a terrible he's really not a terrible passer and I think he's going to prove to everybody that that this year they're going to throw more he's going to prove to everybody that he can do it um, and that's why I really believe in Mark Andrews Andrews and Hollywood Brown to have really good years this year um, more so Mark Andrews I think Mark Andrews is going to just absolutely blow people out of the water I think he's going to he could, I really do think he's going to be pushing for that number one tight end overall 
Yeah, he's going to get the jump, and and you know he's he's playing with with COVID uh, through COVID, you know, with having diabetes. So that's something that you know he's willing to play through, which is you know obviously great. And you know, speaking of Marquise, he only played fifty eight percent of the snaps last year. So coming off the list rank injury in twenty eighteen, <clears throat> excuse me, like you said, they're gonna Lamar's gonna showcase himself. And I think him and Hollywood had a actually. Great I actually have Hollywood statted out for a thousand and three yards, I believe. And I can um, definitely see it. I yeah, mean, I can, right see, I can see sixty to seventy catches. Um, yeah, seventy uh, seventy six catches. I have him for just over a thousand yards, um, and nine touchdowns. So I, I like I said, I think he's gonna have a really good year this year. Um, I like that. With when it comes to his throwing, I you guys are saying that the team, the offense is gonna be designed to throw the ball more. The only reason it scares me more, last season when he threw the ball, he only threw the ball um, more than 40 times, three times. And once was that playoff game. So if they're going to put put it more on – if they're going to rely more on his arm, he just I, – I can't trust him to complete those passes yet. If, if they're, if they're going to switch the offense to more passing. Um, but if they're going to keep it on the ground more, then I guess you – I guess he's more reliable. He's proved – like you said, Eric, he's proved it in those 16 games, but it's mostly – on his feet, and and when it comes to touchdowns, he last year, if I can remember, it was just a quick strike offense to start the year. I remember the Dolphins game week one. They scored; it was fifty nine to ten. They, they they it was just a, they were he was throwing the ball down down the field, but it was such a quick. I think team defenses were trying to they were telling Lamar Jackson, let's they were they were testing him to see if he could beat him. And now that they know that he can throw the ball, you know. 30 yards, 40 yards on the field, the defense is going to adjust and kind of shut that quick, quick scoring offense down. So they're going to cause them to make those passes underneath more. Does that that's make sense? true, but that's going to, it makes sense, but that's going to cause them to run more plays, which is going to cause them to throw the ball more. He's got to complete them. No, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's where, I, that's what I'm saying. If they're going to throw the ball more, he's got to complete them. And that's why that, that playoff game, yes I, always, no. I always bring that playoff game up because that, they put the game in his arm on his, you know, on his throwing and he didn't produce. Yeah. But not every, not every team is the Titans. Now I see, yes, if he gets to the playoffs again next year and has the same problem, it doesn't produce, it's going to be a serious, serious question, but they're building the team for that, for speed, for that deep downfield, you know, drafting Duver, Devin Duvernay this year, having, uh, having Miles Boykin, a very big, big wide receiver, a uh, very fast wide receiver, you know, Hollywood Brown, we've already talked about, Mark Andrews is a fast, big tight end. Um, you know, I just – I think that that's what they're going to go for, and it's just going to get to a point where they're kind of like Kansas City and it's just too many heads, heads to cover. And that's kind of what happened last year. I think teams are going to figure them out, but they also were the most dominant team. You know, they had so many more points than everybody else. Um, they had a lot of plays run, and they had 14 wins. So that also helped them run the ball a little bit more, and that's going to change. So I think uh, losing Hayden Hurst isn't going to have too much of an effect on them, but – I think they're going to do really well again. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's not going to do very well. I'm just saying right. don't be don't be surprised if there's a huge decline in his, so, in his. So let me ask you this: Is he still going to be a top two quarterback to you? Is it going top to be between two. him and Mahomes? I take him Mahomes. But then you'd have him second. Oh man, I kind of contra- I'm a contra- If you don't, you better tell us who you're putting above him. That's right. I, I, I mean, the Talk only one him. I could think of is potentially Dak, but 
I still uh, I'm not a Dak guy. No, I, it I mean, would have to be Deshaun I mean, Watson or Russell. Or, yeah, or Watson. Or yeah, Russell. I mean, I, I'll, if it's a redraft league, I'd rather I'd rather take Russell Wilson. Or, yeah, redraft league. But Dynasty, I guess I'll stick with Lamar just because of his potential. But I'm just saying, just yeah, like yeah. just like my my point with Christian McCaffrey is, when it comes to Dynasty, those the seasons that hint McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson had last year, if that cat rips that flag down, I'm going to die. But uh, the the reason – what I was saying is um, the, the seasons that McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson had last year is this is where you're going to be able to get someone to overpay for those players because of how great the, that se- the season that they had. And that's, that's, that's my whole thing about it is if, if, you can, if you can get someone to trade for either of those players, overpay for them, awesome. Because next year you might not be able to get that, that the same value you're getting this year. Absolutely. Yeah, I can I can definitely hear that, and I've had that same thought process with McCaffrey and and the leagues where I have um, I have either Lamar or him, and and you're right. I mean, if you think they can't do better, and it's just tough to think. I, we live in a world of we want to keep seeing the good things be great, right? Like you know, we have Lamar, we want to see Lamar do it again. We know Lamar can do it again, and we think he can do it again, right? But we also have to come back to to re- real life and say, hey, well this doesn't happen very often, you know, like with Mahomes and his 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, he did nowhere near that next season. Now he was on pace though, to do better than that. But 30 years, we're really going to see, Hey, uh, sorry, 13 him starting is we're really going to see, Hey, does he have that 50 touchdown potential every year? Same with Lamar and his thousand yard rushing. I can see it right now next year when trade discussions, when Lamar Jackson, if he declines, I can already tell someone's gonna be like, "Well, he had a down year, so I don't want to pay pay this much," even though he's still he's still you know a good player. Um, so, where you know, a lot of fantasy players look at what have you say, what have you done for me lately? Now, what, yeah. what you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, dy- dynasty wise, I'd definitely rather have Mahomes for the long term, but this year I, I'd probably go uh, definitely definitely go Lamar. But what I want to say is the reason why. I I really am not worried about him. Why, why I love him so much is he proved he can throw more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes on top of the rushing he can put up. He can, he can give you running back one stats just in his running on top of everything he's doing quarterback wise and throwing for the most touchdowns out of all quarterbacks in the league. It's just, I know, I know it's, he's most likely he's not going to match that again, but even with some regression, he's still going to have fantastic numbers. So yeah, I'm I'm not worried about him at all. Yeah, well, speaking of uh, of a team as with a lot of hype coming through, uh, as Baltimore did last year. Well, we got Cleveland coming in w- with the Cleveland Browns coming in with a new coach, uh, some new talent. They're bringing in a lot of good players. Uh, there's a lot of good hype around them, and there's talks about them, you know, contesting for the top of the division. Oh wait, does this sound like the same? conversation that we had last season I mean, is it deja you forgot, you, you forgot to mention uh, well last season they were super bowl contenders remember super bowl contenders oh yes with, that's right i'm sorry they, that's you know, all, all those cleveland fans jumped on that uh on that bandwagon quickly um i think i don't think they're gonna win a division i think baltimore's gonna win again but um they got some talent that's for sure um you know baker has you know Chubb and Hunt in his backfield, and he's got and a lot to prove. Yeah, and he's got Odell and, and uh, Landry. Yeah, 
to throw to, and and also those two big tight ends. He's got um, Nick Joku and uh, Hooper, Hooper from Atlanta. Yeah, so I mean they got a lot of talent. Fantasy wise, I think they'll they'll be fine. Are they going to win a division? Probably not. Yeah, I don't know who's talking about them winning the division. I was just trying to bring some hype into my storyline there. But, no, they, I mean, they want to be at 6-10 and 10 last year with the second year of the Baker project. And now in year three, like I said, he's got a lot to prove. Everything is on his shoulders. You know, Kevin Stefanski came in from Minnesota, the old offensive coordinator, uh, former offensive coordinator, uh, now head coach who just kind of loves to run the ball. And he's got, like you said, Keenan, he's got two really good weapons in that backfield. Uh, with Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and I think he's going to use them. I think that they're going to be candidates for 450 to 500 rushes. Uh, I think that's going to you know, bring Baker just over 500 pass attempts. But I think it's going to be concentrated because, you know, you said Jarvis, but uh, Jarvis Landry, but he, he may not be back right at the beginning yeah. of the season, you know, with that hip surgery. So if he's out even three to four games, you got Austin Hooper, and then you got Odell Beckham. They're going to get a lot of targets. You know, that, that's going to work out really well for Hooper, especially, I think, in the red zone. Um, and they're going to run the ball. So, did I think you, they're going to ground and pound. Did you know Landry finished as wide receiver 20 last year? I, unfortunately, I did because it was a headache. Um, actually, I lied. No, he, he was a bit consistent, but it was a headache because I just kept telling myself he wasn't going to keep getting the ball because I'm a big old Dell truther. And every, every week I was just lied to. <laughs> yeah, but – Odell, he's going to be healthy this year. Uh, he played with that sports hernia last year. It was a new offense, new quarterback, everything. Um, and, yeah, he's going to be much better this year. He, he said himself he's ready to come and have the best year he's ever had. And and I think, you know, they really needed to do a lot to that offensive line, and they did uh, with Jedrick, Jedrick Wills and uh, Jack Conklin. And, you know, they, they really upgraded there, and it's really going to help the – Help the amount of sacks that's going to be getting on Baker there. I believe they had like uh, it was like forty or something last year. Uh, forty sacks. Yeah, yeah, they had a lot, and, and that's a really good point with Bill Callahan coming in too as their offensive line coach. And I mean, he was great. Uh, great coach. He's a great coach. He was especially with Dallas and their great offensive line. Yeah, yeah. So, so I love that for Baker and everything. But I guess I, I am starting to worry a little bit just about you know, with the fancy coming in and how good these running backs are and how many times are they really just going to run the ball? And, but then, like you said, you know, Jarvis is going to probably going to be out for a few games. And, and I think Odell and Austin Hooper are just going to eat on that. Um, I think, I think Odell's going to get back to form. He's going to be in that 150 target range and, and he's, he's just going to crush it. Um, but yeah, be, between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I mean, they literally all they all they need to do is just run all all day long. Yeah, they um, gave up forty one sacks last year. Um, yeah. I definitely think if they use Chubb and um, Hunt more on screen plays or on you know draw plays or just giving them the ball and running instead of putting it on, I feel like last year they. I feel like last year Baker, it, all the pressure was put on Baker to throw the ball to make plays down the field. Um, so I think I think if they turn to those backs and take a little bit of pressure off Baker. I think Baker's going to be a little bit more, a little better. And obviously they're not going to have as many sacks with that line. And if they, and also if they run the ball a little bit more, which I, I'm assuming they will. The only thing I want to add about Baker and Odell and this, this team is 
they're a couple bad games away from, I think, this all blowing up. I don't know. I could be wrong. We all know. We all know Odell how he is. You know how he loves to talk to the not the the kickers not when things aren't going right. Or remember when he proposed to the net or whatever. Um, and are we next year this time? If say Cleveland goes six and ten and Baker struggles again, is Baker? Are they going to be talking about drafting another quarterback? Yeah, there is there is a world where where that team can get blown up, but at the same point. I don't. I mean, I don't know if six and ten is enough to do that. Where you have to reset. I really think that they have to. They'd have to be, you know, top three, top five worst teams. You know, maybe six and ten can do that. What if they finish? What if they finish fourth in their division? What if the Bengals jump them this year? Which is very possible. It is very. It's very. I mean, all four of these teams can have, you know, seven or eight wins at least, yeah. and, and be very competitive. Uh, I don't. I. I personally have a tough time seeing if Baker struggles again that they get rid of him. I think Stefanski picked that job for a reason. I mean, obviously it's had coaching job and he wants it, but you know, Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. He's just got some struggles and Freddie kitchens just sucked so bad. Uh, you know, it, it was just really rough to watch those games. Yeah. And I think, I think I agree with you, Keenan, that they're going to protect him more. They're going to protect their asset, which is Baker Mayfield. And he's going to, he's going to get everybody, everybody the ball the way they need to. And if not, they're just going to hand it off. And like I said, ground and pound. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be so much better there. Getting rid of Freddie Kitchens is what they needed to do. Um, it's just like the Jared Goff and Jeff Fisher situation. Everyone thought Jared Goff was the biggest bust. I mean, some people still do believe that. But, I mean, everyone thought he was just absolute garbage, and then the next year McVay comes in and he just lights it up. Um, I, I really do think we can see Baker light it up again and get close to the potentially over 30 touchdowns this year in – and yeah, I just close to that. Yeah, he, he well, yeah, and they they're gonna cater to him. That's exactly, you know, just like you were talking about was McVeigh helped cater to Goff around his system. You know, McVeigh's system came in and he's able to make uh, any all the players that are in there adhere to how the quarterback wants it to be. And that's what I think Stefanski's gonna do is cater a lot to how Minnesota runs their offense. And I think that's what Baker's gonna want to do because he loves the tight end. That's like we said in, in, in Oklahoma, he had Mark Andrews. He loved to throw to the tight end. Now you got Austin Hooper. He's a big tight end. He's going to really help you in the red zone. One last point I want to bring up. Baker has thrown 49 touchdowns in the last two years. 17 of those have gone to tight ends. Who the hell have been the Cleveland Brown tight ends for the last two years that you guys can tell me besides David and Joku, right? There's actually seven of them that Baker Mayfield has thrown to. That, that, that tells you how many – or I'm sorry, that tells you how much Baker Mayfield loves the tight end. I don't think it's a coincidence Harrison Bryant got drafted this year. He was actually a lot of people's number one or two tight end. He just, you know, had some off-field issues um, or injury issues, I'm sorry. So I, I think they're going to run a lot of 12 personnel with him and Austin Hooper. Like I said, I think Austin Hooper has a chance for a lot of touchdowns. I think Baker can do it well. Um, I still think Austin Hooper's yeah. numbers go down from – 100%. His yards will go down. Oh, yeah. Atlanta I think to, to I think if you're looking at drafting Nelson Hooper, you're not going to get the same numbers as he had last year with Matty Ice throwing him the ball. Um, I that's definitely something. I think. I think. But the red zone is where he's going to shine. Is what I'm yeah, saying. That's Austin what I was Hooper, about to say. Yeah, sorry. He. I didn't mean to jump you, but. No, you're fine. Yeah, Austin Hooper had a lot of yards after catch in Atlanta, and you know what was it? Six touchdowns. I think it's going to reverse roles here. Is he's going to have? He's going to do really well inside the red zone for them, and in between the twenties. I mean, he'll be helping, but I don't know how much yak he'll have. Um, 
I don't know. I think let's talk quick about Nick Chubb. Nick I was Chubb. just going to mention that. Are you scared if he gets hurt, misses a couple games, and and Kareem Hunt lights it up? Does he lose his job? No. No. You think you think, you think he just slides right back in in one? Okay. He's, I think he's. I think he's. I'm with you. I, I was just. I, I was just reading an article earlier today where. A writer said that he has potential of losing his job if there's an injury. I um, think he's a better runner than Cream Hunt, straight up. I, I think he's the best runner besides yeah. him and Zeke are the two best pure yeah, runners in the NFL. He's amazing. I, yeah, I, I think I, I don't, he's more of a wide receiver, honestly. But um, yeah, I think I think Cream's going to be more of the uh, receiving threat there uh, out of the two backs. Um, I don't think, I really don't think Chubb's going to get that much work in the passing yeah. game this year, but. I think he's going to be another a threat for getting over 1,400 yards and double-digit touchdowns again. So, and I I think his what was it negative 14 yards on the goal line or something like that. I so, think that's going to change a little bit this year. Are we, are we yeah. not going to see him touch the ball on the goal line though? Why would you say that? Yeah, well, he he just hasn't proved that he can. I mean, I guess they got a better better offensive line this year, so I guess he might he might touch the ball. I mean, they they might give him the ball, but. Well, see, it's funny. It's funny that you make that statement because I was looking that up because everybody knows that big statement that's been going around that he doesn't do that, that he can't do in the red zone. Well, like we've talked about before, seven of those did come against the Bills. So can seven you of them? really seven of them came against? <laughs> that's crazy. The Bills. So can you really count seven of them no. when it came just against one team? No. So I'm not no, saying remove it. That's, that's more coaching, I think. Than well, accurate well, I'm just, I mean, it's a great – the Bills had, had the great team. You know, they have great defense, and it's just they read it, and, yeah, you know, Freddie Kitchen sucks. But the big thing, too, about that is so out of the other – I think it was actually 17, um, 17 carries for negative, what, four, 15 yards, right? So, so just take away the other – he had 10 of them. He had three touchdowns out of the 10 of those. You know, and, and I don't think that that was – that that's a horrible rate at all. Um and I think that it's something that they're going to keep giving him the ball 100% in the red zone, especially in the five. I'm sorry. All these carries were inside the five. Um, but also you have to remember if that line stinks, how, what are you going to do if you were hit right at the line of scrimmage and you're going backwards? You know, there's, there's only so much you can do. So yeah. I think that's all we're going to hit it on there. And speaking of so much that you can do. Before you move on, I just want to say, I think we all agree that Freddie Kitchen sucks. <laughs> it's been- <laughs> Does Freddie Kitson suck? Do we well, feel bad for Evan Ingram? Is is he a tight ends coach in in New York? I was just about to ask where he tight ends coach in New York. Yes, he. No, is. I don't feel bad for him. Uh, I'm, uh, he doesn't have much impact on Evan Ingram's game. Game. Good. He's not calling the plays. You know. Yeah, I'm not too worried. No, that, that might be Jason Garrett. So they're doing great over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's move on to uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the team was probably some of the most hype, I'd say, in the offseason. Going from 2-14, and 14, having number one, number one overall pick, uh, getting Joe Burrow, the uh, lights on fire last season at LSU, putting up the best collegiate season we've ever seen by a quarterback. He's going to come into the NFL this year and probably put up 55 touchdowns and 7,000 yards, right? 55 touchdowns. Man, <laughs> I'm going to be – gonna gonna if that ha- if that happens, Adam Sch- Adam Schmidt's gonna get a knock on the door for not trading me that pick in the <laughs> last in the last draft. Um, yeah, we're gonna have a big resurgence here of yeah. uh, of the of the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, you know, in all seriousness, uh, they're doing a lot of a lot of revamping, a lot of revamping this season. 
so I, I think that with Joe Burrow coming in, drafting uh, wide receiver T. Higgins, uh, getting some offensive linemen back, he got A.J. Green back. There's a lot of good things coming for Cincinnati, huh? Yeah, they got Tyler Boyd. They got um, Joe Mixon. Have you ever seen a 2-14 and 14 team have this much talent on their team? No, it's, it's kind of crazy, to be honest with you. It's actually very crazy. Well, again, it's all speculation. It's all resting on Joe Burrow, you know, becoming that quarterback everyone's expecting to be right off the bat. Yeah. Which I got to say, though, this has to be one of the best situations a rookie quarterback has ever walked into. I, I absolutely I mean, agree. His wide receiving core, he has one of the best running backs in the league. I believe Joe Mixon is one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, they've upgraded the offensive line. Um, if tight ends are iffy, whatever. With that receiving core, you don't you don't even need a tight end. Um, but it just, I mean, who who can you think off the top of your head that have had, that's come into a better wide receiving core? I mostly say that because there's reports out of camp saying AJ Green's looking like his old self. Yeah. He's looking like he's good to go. If he can stay healthy, in the three wide receiver sets they're running, AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, and T Higgins. That's T. Higgins is supposed to, you know, yeah, he he replicates his game from AJ Green, so you might have two AJ Greens on the field, and yeah, it's going to be dangerous. AJ Greens, the, they have probably one of the scariest um, on paper wide receiving core. They also have John Ross, who's their fourth, yeah, fourth guy. The only thing that scares me about Bur- I'm sorry, hashtag third year breakout. Yeah, the only thing that scares me about Joe Burrow is. And a lot of these young quarterbacks have used tight ends. We just talked about Baker Mayfield, how many touchdowns he's thrown to the tight, tight, end, tight ends. And Lamar Jackson, he loves his tight ends down the middle of the field. Who's the tight end in in Cincinnati? Probably going to be C.J. Uzama. Yes. Uzama, yeah. or, you know, it, I feel like the tight end for these young quarterbacks has become like a little blanket in, in the middle of the field for these guys. Um I, that's the only thing that scares me about the offense is they don't have a tight end there. And, and if, you know, Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, they've been very successful with tight ends in the middle of the field. Cause it's a lot, obviously in the NFL, it's a lot harder to, to make those passes down the sidelines where you could just, you know, middle of the field's a lot easier. Um, I just think, I hope Joe Burrow can, you know, can, can hit these guys on the outside and, and, and John Ross in the slot. Um, I, I wish they had a better tight end option for him. That's that's about it on, on the offensive side of the ball. I think they have a good offensive line. I I don't I don't. Oh yeah, they're gonna get their. Uh, they do. Their, they got Cordy Glenn. You got Jonah Williams just coming in from the draft. They yeah, signed uh, yeah. Xavier Suafolo. Billy Price is on the yeah. line. I mean, they, they got a lot of good pieces. They, all the pieces are there besides the tight end position. That's the only thing that scares me about. about Which I'm loving it for uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, he's. I mean, just his past two years, he's had over a thousand yards every year. He's been in the league. He's he's been good. Uh, he's he got so hurt a couple times. So underrated, and I, and I'm yeah. one of those people that that every year I feel like one of you come up to me and say, "Do, do you want Joe Mixon?" Every year I say no, and you're um, gonna regret it this year. Every every year I say no. Yeah, he's so underrated. Last year, man, he was. Uh... And there's no one behind Joe Mixon either. All they got all, all they got there is Gio Bernard. He's 28 years old, turning 29, so he's getting up there. Um, and he's not a threat to him at all for any attempts. So I, I'm not worried about it. But I think he's going to have a fantastic year. He's he's most likely he's he's pushing for 
potentially a top five running back, depending on what kind of work he's going to get. In the Let post. me be clear. When I say when I say I say no that I don't want Joe Mixon, it's it's the asking price you two have that uh, that kills me. Um, he's a good player, but you know it's tough to make it's tough to make that trade when you guys want an arm and a leg for him. Well, when he's worth the arm and a leg, and he runs on three legs like Chad Ochocinco does, then you can't stop him. I mean, the man the man was second in the league. The last six weeks of the the last six weeks of the season in rushing, you know, that was that was really good. You know, like we just said, on the back of an offensive line that did not do so well. Uh, Which Lynn, quarterback. I wanna, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I wanted to mention since you were talking about the last six games and whatnot, a lot of people are saying that once they started, they just started handing him the ball because they were trying to lose games or whatever. Or once they realized they weren't going to win, they just started handing him the ball. I'm not worried about that. They have a rookie quarterback coming in. They're going to rely on their running back. Absolutely. Regardless of how good this wide receiver core is, at least for this season, they're going to rely on Joe Mixon. Um, so I'm not worried about – And if you have Joe Mixon and he puts up big numbers, you know what you do? You trade him like you're going to trade Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey this year. Well, true, but even – and to, to say off what you said there, Eric, I mean, even in that, those 10 games besides the last six – he still had more, at least 15 carries in six of them. So it's yeah. not like he's getting the ball. The last four games he had 20-plus. So, I mean, that's obviously inflating a little bit. But who's to say they're not going to give him at least 15 carries a game when they did it last year? They're going to do that. They're going to want to run it. Uh, Zach Taylor, they ran a lot of plays last year, and Zach Taylor's going to want to keep running a lot of plays. But at the same point, you know, you got a rookie quarterback, so they're going to lean on Joe Mixon. I and he's good in the passing game. That's exactly so. what I was going to say. I think he's going to lean on Mixon a lot like he did with Edwards Zelaire. Uh, at LSU, and, you know, you said Gio Bernard. I'm not too worried. Uh, you know, he's gotten injured or banged up. Um, he hasn't missed too much time, but he hasn't yeah, taken he's anything. Yeah, he's really simply a handcuff. Yeah. Before um, we move on from Joe Mixon, there's this website, Sports Injury Predictor, and they have Joe Mixon at 82% that he's going to get injured this year. Just not that that matters. I just wanted to share that because I was just looking. Why would you even bring that up? I'm just saying because I was just looking at his history of injury history. Um, it's it's not as bad as I thought it was. Oh man, we're starting over again. But they're they're predicting 82. percent Keenan, I'm not too worried about that. Antonio just had a little heart attack, people. No, I don't like those numbers. I don't like what you're trying to bring up or say. Just a lot of negativity in the air when it comes to Joe Mixon. Um, but I'm glad you're finally getting on the right side of the path with him. And don't ever go back to that website, please. So which leg do you want for him? Oh. I mean, probably the right. The right? But we'll see. How, how far? Like uh, knee up, knee, knee down? How far are we talking? No, you can have maybe like between my ankle and my knee. So basically, like my whole calf, and then I'll just reattach my foot to my right knee. <laughs> Send it. <laughs> I'm sure you can find a lot of good deals in the black market for that one. Yeah. Uh, all right, but let's move over to AJ Green, okay? So AJ Green's coming back. We, as we know, uh, in 2018. Well, before before 2018. Let me ask you this. I know I kind of spoiled it, but do you know who's making $17.5 million this year? AJ Green. 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 So they're paying the man. They're going to use the man. I think he's going to get a heck of a lot of targets, and I think he's going to act a lot like he did back like his 2018 self. I know he's been gone for a season and a half, but I think 
the three of us agree that, you know, he probably sat himself out most of the season than it was related to injury. Uh, but, you know, he was on pace for 90 catches, 1,374 yards and 12 touchdowns in the uh, eight games that he played in, in 2018. I know there's nine games, but he played one game and, and got injured and then he was out the rest of the year. But it was – I'm sorry, he played one game and had one catch. So I kind of negated that one, stuck with just eight games. But that would have been his second-best statistical season of his career. Obviously, he had Andy Dalton. We keep harping on, you know, he's got Joe Burrow now. I don't know if that's really a big difference, though. I was just, just about to say that. It, I mean, it's not like it's not like Joe Burrow's coming in and filling in big shoes at all there. Um, A.J. Green was playing with subpar quarterback play for most of his career, so – um, Listen, don't don't be dissing Andy Dalton. The guy has more uh, comebacks than Aaron Rodgers in his career. He's got a lot of more playoff wins. Because Aaron Rodgers is so more. good, he doesn't need to come back. Yeah, that's that's the point I made too. There you go. When, I, when I when I saw that stat, um, it's AJ Green's contract here too, right? Because he got franchised. Is that correct? Yeah, he's oh, good. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, that's why he's making the seventeen and a half. Yeah, so um, you don't think my man's going to put up numbers this year to get paid next year? Oh, 100%. I think they're going to target the hell out of him. And yeah. then, you know, next season, T. Higgins will just take his place. Um, or, you know, something happens. and Or they re-sign A.J. Green. It's, it's a scary thing for the T. Higgins truthers. I mean, I don't know if he's going to take over Tyler Boyd. You know, Boyd plays well in the slot. I'm sorry. He could come out and play and then keep Boyd in the slot. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, John Ross just gets supplanted. But, I mean, that really could happen. And that's the case, guys. The Bengals could be dangerous. I mean, you're talking the next two or three years, they could have A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd in the slot. And you I think A.J. Green – And then you got Joe Mixon, yeah. I think A.J. Green would – if they're actually winning and they're looking good, I think he'd potentially take a pay cut to stay there too. Um, yeah, but, give him – well, just get him stick with what he's doing now. If, it, if it's money. another really, really bad year and it's rough this year and, and I don't know, he might want to just be out of there and try and win something for – the last yeah, couple gonna, of years. Yeah, I yeah, it'd be a Larry Fitzgerald situation where he's just playing till he's ninety. Yeah. Hundred years old. So let me ask you this then right now in uh, would you rather have Joe Burrow or Baker Mayfield in Dynasty? Go ahead, Eric. I'll let you go. Um I'm gonna say Joe Burrow just because I think it's gonna be He's he's definitely gonna throw more than Baker is. Just, just with Stefanski there, and I mean they both have really good weapons, so I'm not really too worried about that. Um, but yeah, I, I'd I'd rather have Joe Burrow. I think he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be putting up more. Are we talking about fantasy or, or NFL? Oh yeah, I'm, a, I'm no, fantasy. Fantasy. Because oh, you man. said dynasty. This is for dynasty league, right? Yeah, for dynasty. Like, who would you rather have? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take Burrow as well. I just I'll I go Burrow. I just just yeah, I just go back to my point that I, I made earlier. But I love they, Baker too, so I, like I, I I think they're close. They're they're real close. Yeah, they're definitely close. I I just go back to the point about the Browns might blow up and you know this year or next year if Baker doesn't take that next step, where you have Burrow for at least you're guaranteed for three years. You're not going to yeah. blow that team up. But more more so, I how heard. how long is Stefanski going to be there? And and you know they're most likely going to re-sign Nick Chubb to a long, long-term, long-term deal. Was it? You're already, you guys are already writing off the Browns. We were just talking good things about them. No, no, no. no I'm saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Baker over, over Bur or Burr over Baker. I'm saying 
you know, why I think so. I'm saying how long will Stefanski be there if he's there for the long term? Then that passing game isn't going to be, you know, what Cincy's will be. So, and and that's just why I would. But again, I have them close. I I like them both. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think that hits kind of a lot. Uh, well, I guess most of them are trying to get up for Cincinnati, right? I mean, Joe Mixon. I think we do. We all agree he's going to be a top five running back. Is that pushing it for you guys? But for me, I mean, I think he's going to be really close to that top five top six. If he plays 16 games, I think he will be, yes. I just mean overall. I'm sorry, in Dynasty. I mean, this season, I think there's a chance he could push for top three. And there's a world where I think he could push for top three. If he can really – if he can get 300 touches, I think he could easily, pretty easily with the way he's been producing, get 16, 1,700 yards and double-digit touchdowns. He's one of my uh, t- he's one of my uh, running backs that's going to jump uh, Christian McCaffrey. Remember my bold statement oh, that wow. McCaffrey's not going to be a top three. Before we move on mm-hmm. with that whole Mayfield versus um, Burrow thing, last year we all agreed that Burrow had a great college career college year. Has have we ever seen Baker play to that level that Burrow played last year, college or NFL? Well, nobody's ever seen anybody play to the level Burrow did in college. Yeah, so that's that's why I'd rather have. Burrow. That's. I just want to add that point. You didn't even give us an answer. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> what was it? It's probably Burrow. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, he doesn't want to be different today. I. You know. I really want to be. I really think. Like. Like my heart tells me it should be Baker. There's more upside in that Cincy offense. There, there just really is. There, that's the thing. It's. It is upside. I don't think. I think Baker's capped. You were kind of saying it. You know, the Bengals are going to throw the ball. There's a chance – there's a shot that Joe Burrow throws that ball 600 times this year. Yeah. I mean, Baker oh. are still, Baker's still going to be good. It's not It's not a knock on Baker. It's just there's more upside for Burrow there. Uh, with Like you said, how many attempts they, they're potentially going to have and that wide receiving core that he has. I just that, – that, he, he, he would be the one I would choose over, over the two. Be yeah. a six hundred attempts, man. We're we're going we're going crazy here on on, on Cincinnati people. But if he has six hundred attempts, does that take away from Joe Mixon? No, well, no, because he he's good in the passing game. He's great in the passing. Joe Mixon's great in the passing. They'll run. They'll run over. There. I mean, they ran a thousand. Well, like a thousand fifty last year. They're going to be just fine. Um, they'll be just fine. I, I but, think they're going to rely on. I think. I, I don't think he's going to throw that much. I just. I think they're going to rely on Mixon a little bit more. All right, let's move on to the to our next team. Well, we will, but yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying it's a lock that he's going to. I just yeah. I think that, that that's what there's there's a shot that they will do that. Um, yeah, let's move on to the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. So let's we all know that about the Bengals all the rest of the show. <laughs> Good. There's a there's a lot to talk about with them. Yeah. I mean, there really is. There there's definitely just, is so much upside, especially the whole division. They are. They have the most upside to talk about. Uh, there's the most positivity to bring. I mean, they threw the ball over 616 times last year, by the way, Keenan. So, I mean, I know they played from behind a lot, but ooh, they're probably going to play from behind some more. So, team that played from behind a lot. Moving on, Pittsburgh Steelers. But they did play without their old faithful Ben Roethlisberger, who did uh, uh, break his elbow uh, early in the season. So, they finished 8-8 eight eight still, though, miraculously, with – you know, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph at the helm. Uh, I really, I don't, I don't know how they did it. I really don't. Mike Tomlin is is a saint, but Big Ben's back. That should uh, that should hopefully help Juju Smith-Schuster uh, get back to his greatness. 
uh, James Conner, that should obviously help him out. Hopefully that'll, that'll help or that will increase uh, his value. And then, you know, you got Deontay Johnson versus James Washington, who's going to be that second wide receiver to emerge for them. Uh, so Eric, what do you think? I was just about to ask, who, who do you think of those two? Uh, so, definitely, yeah. definitely Deontay over Washington. If you, if people are actually, if you know, if you have somebody in your league and they believe it's going to be Washington over Johnson, trade him now. Trade him to him right now. It's going to be Deontay. Uh, it's going to be Deontay and Juju, uh, the top two options there. Um, hopefully, this offense is back to normal with Big Ben being back. But really, we got to see how Big Ben's going to be um, after that injury at his age. Um, and Connor, mostly, I mean, Connor still would have been great last year if he didn't get hurt. But it's still going to help him because if the offense is just better as a whole, it's going to open more things up for Connor. And and again, if he, if Connor plays 16 games, I don't see how he's not a top seven eight running back. I mean, man, not like this is. They're completely different. They're completely opposite to me than the Cincinnati Bengals. I love I love the Bengals fantasy wise. I just have so many questions when it comes to the Steelers. Like you said, it all it all starts with Ben. Is he going to come back to being, you know, um, Hall of Fame um, caliber Big Ben Roethlisberger that we all have got to know over the years? But when it comes to the running backs, you just, you know, you, you said Connor is going to be a what, top 10 back if he plays 16, ba- 16 games? If he plays 16 games, yeah, I truly believe that he could easily be yeah. a top 10. I, I, don't, I don't see it just because they spent a lot of – He wasn't uh, – he, he was ass- the top seven in the 13 games in 2018. Yeah, it just they, machine. They just spent a lot of assets on, on that backfield, especially even this year. They they spent another draft pick on an, an Antonio. Um, Anthony, no, no, that doesn't Anthony mean anything. It was a fourth round pick. They got Samuels. They got uh, Benny Snell's Jr. It's just it's pretty crowded in there. I I'm staying away from this backfield. That's that's all I got to say. I, the he, biggest the biggest thing though. Is you're literally you're getting him at like running back thirty. Oh you can, well, yeah. You can get him as your fourth running back, third, fourth. Well, actually, redraft. I don't know how it is in re, redraft. He's he's going higher. Obviously, he's going in like the third, fourth round in redraft, I believe. Um, but dynasty wise, he's going at like he's going in the late twenties right now. Yeah, he's twenty six. Yeah, it's crazy. Like. Oh, he went up a little then, because uh, I believe last month he was twenty. It was like twenty nine. Yeah, right now he just jumped Devin Singletary, still behind Le'Veon Bell, though. People I are listening. I don't like that. Guess. I don't think I like that. But I mean, so okay, let me ask you this: Would you rather have Kareem Hunt or James Conner? James. Oh man! This man. year, hundred percent James Conner. But long term, he's also he's also only twenty five. So you don't think yeah, they're like the same gets next year? I'm Would worried. Like- I'm worried that they don't. I mean, I'm, what's the question? Try- he, he's asking if I think James Conner will be signed next year. I don't think he will. That's 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 where my point I was just, coming. I, I they've was- already proven they don't want to pay their running backs long term. If they didn't get a deal done with Le'Veon Bell, the only thing is, Conner's obviously not going to be getting Le'Veon Bell. Well, money. Exactly. It was team so- friendly, or not necessarily team friendly, but if they can come to something. But if he pops oh. off for a great year, he's going to want a big contract. I mean, yeah. him, we won't know, but I, I I, don't think they have – the problem is who are they going to have replace him? They, it's not Samuels. He's more so of a receiver. We've seen that. I, I, I mean, don't think they like Snell. 
no, they don't really like Snoke too much. And and obviously we have to see what, what McFarlane brings to the table. But if he's not the guy, which I am betting against that because you're expecting Connor to do well, then, you know, who's it going to be? And then they might have Big Ben leaving. I just, you're right. Like you said, there's so many questions in the air. But the one certainty that I can give to everybody right now is Juju Smith-Schuster. All of you crazy people hopping off the Juju train, please come back on. There's a lot of room. No, 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 don't. After you traded into me, though. Yes. Now. <laughs> Or the reason me. I say or this, guy. The reason I say this in the very limited time that he played, he still had 552 yards. People, he did fantastic with how horrible that true duck of Hodges was throwing him the ball, and then whatever Mason Rudolph is. Now, we were talking about James Washington or Deontay. I do think Deontay is going to be the better wide receiver to ascend. James Washington, though, did have the most yards in the team last year, so that was still pretty good. I think all three of them are going to get some targets because, you know, lack of tight end um, yeah. ability with Vance McDonald never really jumping up. They but, got Eric Ebron. That's true. They do have Ebron. They did bring him in, who's really going to help in the red zone, which I guess will bring a negative. Let me ask you now. We'll back to Connor. Sorry, but that should bring a negative aspect to Connor too. That's going to probably mean a lot more passing in the red zone, um, which could could mean less touchdowns for Connor. Uh, rushing wise, even you know when you're used to that, what was it, twelve he had two years ago? So that could be interesting. That might affect. Yeah, him. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Forgot about just, Eric Ebron a little bit. Yeah, I'm not. I know I, there's not much here to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Honestly, I'm not. So that's Juju. I really, I, I'm, I'm staying away from everyone. Now for Juju, would you give a 21 first? Yes. A 21 first. Yes. For Juju, 100%. Yeah. Now, would you give two first? Yeah. Um, would you throw a third round back? I, I, don't, think, I don't think Mike Tomlin's going to mess up on his next quarterback pick. I think they're going to get somebody good. Um, I'm not, I'm hey, not worried about that. You know how hard it is to get a quarterback, though? I know, but like he's, he's already messed up a couple times. And... Yeah. I do think Juju's shown, though, that – he, he's able to elevate a quarterback as well. Um, so if you can get someone. And a lot of people, they don't realize Juju got hurt last year. He, yeah. He's not like he, he missed four games, I believe it was. So. And who knows uh, if he was playing how hurt in the other ones. Exactly. And, yeah, it was, it was, just, it was just a tough year for the team overall. Um, it's just super interesting because the community as a whole – from what was it? Juju was going what near top five last year, or top top seven with some dynasty leagues. Um, I'm sorry, he's he's still up there. He's still six. He's seven right now. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I guess now I'm looking at. I don't know if I want him over DJ Moore or Mike Evans. Would you take Mike I, Evans or Juju? I would take Juju. Would just because I, with that team in Tampa, we don't know what that offense is going to be like. Oh man, I can't wait till we get to that preview. Yeah, and and also, I feel like Juju is is clearly the number one in in Pittsburgh. And I know you guys like Johnson. Um, oh no, Juju is clearly the number one. Huh? Clearly number one, but I'm, I'm I I I know you I know you you guys think that too. But um, in the, in Tampa, you have Goodwin or Godwin. Sorry, Not, shout out to Chris Goodwin, uh, Godwin. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who's is he the number one there, or is Mike Evans? Like I said, we're going to get to that one. Yeah. Well, let's jump to the box. <laughs> yeah. 
But the preview, it's Evans. Anyways, yeah. we'll come back to that uh, when we get there. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. It's he's great. He's great. I People wouldn't get. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give you two. I guess first. he was a little higher than I thought he's been as far as I'm looking at DLF Dynasty League Football's uh, ADP for those of you. So, I wouldn't give you two first for Juju. Wow, all right. Two to first next year. I would. I mean, next year's going to be a great class, obviously, with, you know, college football up in the there air. We'll is. talk more about that a little bit later. Oh, jeez. August, August 12th, and Antonio has told me how great next year's class, class is going to be, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Every year around this time, he tells me how great this class is going to be. This is going to be better than this past year. Well, I'm pretty sure you regret not taking my picks when I tried to give them to you last season we'll for pick. this year. We'll pick. I tried to offer you my two picks that became I, the second and the sixth overall picks this year. I, I gave you my two picks. What do you mean? You, you traded for my two picks. Um, we're in too many leagues. Yeah, let's move on. Oh, yeah, that's going to end. Uh, I think that's going to end the AFC North. God, the Pittsburgh Steelers are so boring. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, we don't have too much. I mean, it's just, you know, you insert Big Ben back in and. Everything, uh, everything should go back uh, to normal. Hopefully, oh, before we move on, before we move on, you, you said you got Big Ben coming back. Obviously, do you have them winning that or winning that division? No, right? We have. Oh, I do. Oh no, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I have Baltimore winning. Baltimore. You have them going to two. But yes, I, I have. Honestly, I think I think Baltimore is going to have 11 or 12 wins, and Pittsburgh is going to have 10 or 11. I think I think there's a chance that Pittsburgh could tie Baltimore um, or be that first seed. But I, I think ultimately it's going to be Baltimore and Pittsburgh, but it's going to be real close. Yeah, with with, with Pittsburgh going 8-8 eight eight last year, I mean, even even a, a crippled Big Ben is going to be better than what they had last year. So. And then we all had the Bengals jumping the Browns, right? I don't know. It's just so tough. It's actually a really good division now. Um, it, I guess it depends how the Browns fare there, but. I think it's the Browns are going to be pretty good. So, well, there's, a, I mean, there's a chance the Browns and Cle- and um, and Cincinnati could both have under six wins again. You know, they and both could do that, and then Pittsburgh and Baltimore does great, but those division battles will be real tough. So there's a lot of talent, but somebody's got to lose, somebody's got to win. I'm pre- yeah. I'm predicting right now that Cleveland Browns are are uh, are broken up next year. That whole team they're going to be Odell Beckham's not going to be on that team, and and people are going to talk about Baker being. Uh, Moved out of there. You can die on that island alone, buddy. Yep. Have fun. Right. While we'll you do that, we're going to move on, on to the <laughs> NFC North. <laughs> so let's, uh, okay. like I said, let's slide over here to uh, our second division today. It's going to be the Chicago Bears will start us off finishing 8-8 eight eight last season, which was third in the division. So this is uh, obviously another division that's going to be tough to come by when it is getting into the playoffs. The uh, biggest addition they probably brought in would be Nick Foles. Going to bring some quarterback turmoil there, so it's a no, battle. No, we're not. He uh, opted out. Yeah. I think there was talks about it, but I don't know if he actually did, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, when was that? Pretty sure he did. Yeah, you keep looking that up. I didn't I didn't think he did yet. Now, while he checks that out, uh, you know, you have David, David Montgomery – who's coming into his second year, he should certainly have a better year, should keep getting the ball a bit. Uh, you know, uh, Allen Robinson was a PPR machine. That should continue, uh, especially with them getting rid of Taylor Gabriel. Uh, so Anthony Miller should take over that spot and uh, hopefully step up. He did not, and though. They, he did? He didn't, no. No, he didn't. Okay. There we go. And then uh, Cole Komet 
getting drafted the tight end, uh, first tight end coming off. So we'll see what they can bring through. I, 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 I was oh, almost 100% sure that he was opting out. Well, so. now that you know Nick Foles is back in the league, um, let's all welcome Nick Foles back to the NFL. And uh, so do you think that he's going to take over Mitch Trubisky? Yes. Yes, eventually I do. I, okay. uh, I don't think Trubisky's that good. That's, that's all I got to say on that point. But, um, fair, very fair. I, he had a, he had a great, was it rookie year, sophomore year, maybe? Is this his fourth year in the league? In the league? His, um, uh, yeah, his fourth. He had a couple of years. Last year he struggled. Um, and we all know that Nick Foles loves to come off the bench and take people's jobs. Um, he, uh, I mean, he didn't really take Carson Wentz's job. He, he just got hurt. But um, Nick Foles – Nick Foles is going to be is that brings that veteran leadership like you said Antonio into that room and he's going to be ready to go once Nick Foles or once Mitchell Trubisky you know has a bad game or two and I, I think I think Trubisky has a short lease too too oh yeah. yeah I don't I don't think Nagy's a real big fan of him yeah he was Nagy there when did he draft him or did or was Trubisky there before oh, was the year after so yeah, he, but I I think this is gonna I think this is going to light the fire under Trubisky, and I think he's going to come out and he's, he's going to show some good stuff. Um, but I will say for this team as a whole, I'm not really interested in them unless they figure this out before the season starts and have their quarterback in place. Because if you got a QB battle that's going on throughout the season, that's never good. Um, I love Allen Robinson. I think Allen Robinson is one of the most underrated wide receiver ones. Mr. Overlooked? Uh, yeah, he's... He's phenomenal. I, I mean, no matter whether it's Trubisky or Foles, I think he's going to be just fine. Um, hopefully, David Montgomery could have have a little bit better of a year this year, uh, which I do think he will. Um, but, yeah, the, the, this quarterback situation, it needs to get figured out. I, I still like Trubisky. I, I mean, I know he, he's not the best, but he put up some good games, and he, he showed some potential. So, was a fantasy Nick, quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Nick Foles is Nick Foles. He is what he is. He's not hard to beat out, and at the same time, you can take your job. It's He's an MVP. Yeah. Super Bowl MVP. Let that sink in. But before we move on on the Bears, uh, I think if you don't have David Montgomery, you should try to trade for him just because it, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the asking price is going to be very low. Um, I mean, last year he – he was re- he was received a lot. He was receiving a lot of love from the, from the fantasy community. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but I think I, I think David Montgomery could still be good in this league. I think he's still he's still getting some love this year. He's going he's around been, he's going around the fifth round or so in dynasty startups. Um, he's guaranteed touches. Yeah. And him I mean, and Terry still- Cohen have their own roles. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Anthony Miller is an underrated wide receiver that people need to step up on too. Uh, coming into his third year, yeah. uh, he, he's he's been able to produce uh, very well uh, when it comes to getting that football from Mr. Trubisky. Uh, he's had a good catch catch percentage uh, with some pretty terrible balls coming through. He averages over twelve and a half yards per catch, and he had seven touchdowns his rookie year. The guy the guy knows how to get into the end zone. Uh, he was my number two wide receiver coming out a couple of years ago in that class. And I think it's unfortunate that his quarterback plays become what it has, but 
I think that he's someone that can, like I said, step up with Taylor Gabriel leaving. Uh, and I think that Tariq Cohen's going to continue to get his, you know, 50-plus catches. And David Montgomery is going to get close to 300 rushes. Um, I think it's going to be pretty similar to how last season was. I don't think things are going to go really well for Chicago, unfortunately. And uh, like you said, Keenan, it's going to be a quarterback battle that's going to end in turmoil for them. So I think Detroit might push yeah, the, for third. The only one I want there, fancy wise, is Allen Robinson. Realistic. I mean, maybe David Johnson at the right, or yeah, David Johnson, David Montgomery at the right price, but I, I think, think A. Rob's the only one to target. I think I think I agree with, with Anthony Antonio Miller on Anthony Miller here, um, because of that quarterback situation. Situation. I think that. People are gonna forget about Anthony Miller, and when it comes to dynasty, I don't think they'll, they're gonna want a lot for him. And I, I, he's gonna slide down the draft board, so I think he's worth you know taking a look at for sure. Yeah, I mean he's old, you know, in quotations. He's twenty five. So for people that are like, well, it's his third year, he's, he's third year. Yeah. yeah, but you know he, he's a little bit of an older guy that, that people may look at, but he's definitely somebody you should be grabbing because he's ready to break out. Uh, and, and I think that he's gonna be able to get close to 90 to 100 targets this year and yeah. that's going to bring a lot of uh, a lot of good chance for him to see close to 800 yards and near double digit touchdowns I think that's a possibility for him uh, yeah, Anthony, I'm looking right now what I have Anthony Miller stood out for 105 targets actually <laughs> how, how, many, many, how many did Gabriel have I think uh, Gabriel last, I don't year, have, last year I don't have that pulled up right now yeah, I'll pull that up while we look. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Allen Robinson, I have for 158 targets. I think those two, they're actually gonna, they're gonna eat. They're gonna, no yeah, matter who I, the quarterback I is, I think down. they're pretty, they're they're set. I mean, e- either way, I mean, we know Trubisky likes Allen Robinson and is, and is familiar with him, and we know Nick Foles can get Allen Robinson the ball. Um, so I'm not really too worried about that. Um, but I still do think for the team overall, they need to figure out this QB situation before the season. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely will it just, not. Yeah, they won't. It's just because how the season's going, they, they're just not going to be able to. All right, let's take a couple minutes and talk about Cole Komet, guys. <laughs> no? I only got, no. <laughs> as far as I go. Um, I want to correct, though. I, did, I said Montgomery's going to get close to 300 carries. I mean, I think there's a chance he can get 300 touches. So they're going to increase that. And uh, Keenan, to answer your question, Taylor Gabriel had uh, 48 targets. So that is probably – and Anthony Miller had 85 last year, and yeah. he didn't even start a lot of the games. So he could pretty easily see 100-plus. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's move on over to uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, that wraps up our Chicago Bears. Uh, so Detroit, again, not not a crazy, I guess, amount of excitement for them coming into this year. They, they kind of will build off last year, 3-12-1 season. Uh, with you know Stafford coming back after being injured, he did play really well. They kind of lit it up in the beginning, but that defense is rough. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, Matt Patricia, you, you know he's on the hot seat. There's a chance that there's a real good chance that if yeah, they Jeff start out not well, that that's gonna that's gonna get blown up. And yeah, Jeff Okuda, I love him as a cornerback man. He's gonna he's gonna do some good things for them, uh, kind of like Darius Slay used to be, but. Um, you know, Geronimo Allison, they brought in. He opted out uh, for COVID for the season. So, Kenny Galladay led the league in touchdowns last year with, um, you know, a half season of Stafford. But during that half season, Stafford was, I believe, the number two quarterback in points per game. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, it's really all about 
is you Stafford high? gonna stay healthy? Yeah, are you high on Stafford and Galladay? Like, you know, is Galladay in your top ten? Stafford in your top ten? Um, I I'm definitely really high on Galladay. Um, then you got to be high on Matt Stafford too, right? Yes and no. I mean, not necessarily. If I'm only high on one guy there, if he only has one one guy he's thrown to, really. I mean, obviously I know Hawkinson and Marvin Jones in there, which Marvin Jones will talk about later. And and your boy Danny Amendola. Yeah, Amendola. Um, and if no, Super Bowl. But I'm if he if Stafford plays a full season, I mean he's he's almost a lock for a top twelve quarterback. I'd say. Yeah, I, I. Man, I, I feel bad for him. I, I think he's a great quarterback. I just wish that team would just get around him. Would they would get figure it out? I do um, love Galladay though. I, I gotta say, who? I'm a, big, I'm a big Marvin Jones fan too. I think he's very. I think he's just like Allen Robinson too. He's just very underlooked. Yeah, but he's always been a wide receiver too. He'll never be more well, than absolutely. that. He, he's a great wide receiver too for a team. He's a good deep ball threat. But he's um, still, yeah. but he's being That's drafted. Why, uh, he's still being drafted as a wide receiver three or four. Yeah, he is definitely oh, yeah. a good value. Yeah, he's a great value pick this year because he he's going to come back. He's going to be healthy. He he does great things. He's not. I mean, he's going to have his games where, you know, Kenny Galladay is getting all the work, but he's still going to put out great games. He's going to have those games where he has multiple touchdowns like he does every single year. Um, he's going to be a great asset on your bench, and you're going to get him late in drafts. So I I love Marvin Jones still. Yeah, and that's the thing though. Like we're saying, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not too crazy on Marvin Jones. Um, I'm not too crazy. I'm talking about. No, I know. For for yeah, he's a, you know, he's a good value. I just value. Don't, don't, I'm not crazy I, on him either. I'm just talking about value. Yeah, I think he can give you you know 60, 60 catches and you know, or potential. Sorry for fifty or sixty catches and maybe seven, eight, nine hundred yards. I don't know if he can get you those near double digits anymore. But, um, yeah, I think Kenny Galladay is uh, a good shot like Devontae Adams to get double-digit touchdowns each year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing with Stafford, he had a great season last year, but they were 3-4-1, and one, you know, in those eight games. So, I think even when he's back, that defense is just so horrendous that they're going to keep throwing the ball. I don't think they're going to be winning many games. I think that run uh, game is going to be a lot better this year too. It is, yeah. They drafted DeAndre Swift. You know, he's a very powerful runner. Uh, he brings a lot a lot of ability to the game that, you know, perhaps Carrion Johnson couldn't, or they didn't want him to do, you know, I'm still carry on fan. I hope he can find a new world uh, with another team. Hopefully. I kind of want to touch on the, on carry on. Like I, I almost sort of in all the whole rookie process, the draft, you know, our, our rookie drafts and fancy leagues, I feel like I almost overlooked the fact that they don't want to give carry on the work and, how good that is for DeAndre Swift. Um, it, he's he's going to have a chance right away to just take over the lead lead role there. And I think he's – personally, I think he's going to be much better than Carrion was. I still I still love Carrion, and I still think Carrion is a great running back. I just don't think the Lions want him there, and he does have some injury concerns. And I, I just think overall DeAndre Swift is just better. You know, uh, that a, a coach that's on a hot seat – like Patricia, what a dumb pick that was, I think, in my opinion. I think I think Swift is better to carry on Johnson, but I don't think it's that that much it's not, I don't think it's ridiculously I don't think he's ridiculously better. But I think they could have they could have helped Stafford out in, in other ways and getting him another running back. Yeah, they do. They expand their they expand their receiving game. 
with that running back ability, you know, after they, uh, after they had gotten rid of Theo Riddick. So that brings that uh, game back. Now that Karen doesn't have to be a three down back and yet DeAndre Swift would be real excellent for their red zone um, just to give them a change of pace. So I think it's good things. TJ Hawkinson should take a second leap um, as their, as their tight end. Uh, I think he's going to be a really, a really good uh, next, next up and coming tight end. We got some really good ones coming in the league. Uh, lately with some tight ends with Noah Fant, Mark Andrews, uh, you know, Hayden Hurst might be coming in his own. Cole Komet. Cole, 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 Cole Komet, Dallas Goddard. Anyways, so I think that he's a really good buy. You should get um, Hawkinson. But, yeah, I think there's a chance that Dallas – or, geez, Detroit is still going to finish under 500. Uh, but they could have some pretty good statistical team here for fantasy. Definitely agree. And I want to, you know, apologize to Blake Smith. Yeah, the Lions aren't going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, sorry, Blake. Not going to be a good year for you. It's going to be fun to watch if you draft them for your fantasy team, but that's about it. So let's uh, move on to another team here that uh, provided a lot of wins last season, finished first in the division, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they were 13-3. and three. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was not Aaron Rodgers, though. He was. He's not, uh, getting, any, he's not getting any love this offseason. He's not. He's not getting any younger. Uh, the, the, well, the, I mean, I don't think any of us are, but okay. so, yeah, that's well. That fountain of youth is not uh, going well for Aaron Rodgers for a lot uh, in a lot of fantasy community eyes this off season. But while we're talking about that, you know, I know there's a lot of it's oh they had a draft this draft this year and they didn't draft any wide receivers after they drafted three or four last season and they're getting Aaron Rodgers no help and you know what. He's got Devontae Adams, though. And Devontae Adams, albeit, didn't have the best of seasons, but he also was injured. So I think that Aaron Rodgers can come back to maybe a less than mediocre season that he had. He had a 4.5% touchdown rate. I did address earlier that he has a normal 6% career touchdown rate. Had he had that this season, he would have been the number six quarterback. So I think that everybody is maybe – I don't want to say the word overreacting because I know – you know when we watch him play, it's a little bit different, but I also think that there was quite an acclimation for Matt LaFleur coming in. I mean, we heard last year, there was a lot of talks that they, they didn't work well at practices and Aaron Rodgers was having trouble in the huddle uh, and, and the play calling abilities that there was a struggle for. I, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to have that low interception rate, but I, I think that his 26 touchdowns can go back to over 30 and Devontae Adams is going to get you back to that double digit touchdowns. What do you guys think about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I'm. I don't think he's as as done as some people think he really is. I mean, even even uh Matt Lafleur Matt Lafleur said himself, um, they got the best quarterback in the league, and that was after being asked about drafting Jordan Love. So I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why they drafted Jordan Love exactly. I don't know how much longer they really plan on having Rodgers on that team. Such a, um, such a but, dumb pick, in my opinion. But he he's still talking about Rodgers as the best quarterback in the league, and he's the guy. Um, and, I, I, I mean, I really do. I'm starting to think that maybe them taking love was just more of, you know, Rodgers' injury history, and they're just worried about that, and they've never had a guy to come in and actually step up and, and be able to, you know, keep that team winning when he goes down. So – was he a first round pick? Yeah, twenty six. Yeah, number twenty six. 
just yeah, I, I don't I don't get it, it either. It doesn't make sense to me, honestly. I I don't get it. You're you're gonna say that he's you you had the best quarterback in the league, and then you're gonna waste a 26 overall pick on another quarterback. You only have one quarterback on the field, so why would you use that pick on a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, that's kind of like Eric said. They got the best quarterback in the league, so yeah, maybe he's like, hey, if that's my guy, that's my guy, and he feels real. I mean, they were 13 and three last year. He probably feels really good about what they did. They were one game away, one few plays away from the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. I, I, the defense got better. Uh, they're going to run a committee. So, you know, speaking of the committee and running back, they're, that Aaron Jones had his 19 touchdowns last year. That's, you know, that's it's definitely just, not going to happen. And then the A.J. Dillon was also a dumb pick. They had Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, too. The thing – both expire don't, with their contracts next year. The thing I, I don't mean, get the most is – back next year, though. Yeah, but the thing I don't get the most about the Jordan Love pick is this league now, it's not get a guy and groom him in the first round. It's get a guy in the first round, and he's playing halfway through the season, you know, or at least after his first year. When's the last time a quarterback was was drafted in the first round and sat the whole year? I don't know. Was it Aaron Rodgers? Sam Bradford? No, he started right away, duh. I don't even – no, I can't even think. But but either way – what are you going to do? You're going to have him sit behind Rodgers for the next three years? I guess. And then you're going to have to pay him after a year? Yeah. You're just going to have to pay him big money anyways? It's just like you're you're going – you're not going to have the – That's why I feel like they have to trade Rodgers or something. And I know people are like, no one's going to take the contract. Rogers. Well, if Rodgers kills it this year, somebody might take that contract. Someone's, someone's going to take Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. It, so, it, I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's the thought is, you know, let's like, kill it next year. And I love Jordan Love enough that let's trade Rodgers, get some pieces, and go for there. Unless this was truly just the most expensive insurance policy for the end of Rodgers' career. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. 2018 was rough too, but I don't know. Part of that seems like it could have been, the, you know, Mike McCarthy and, you know, Jordy Nelson went downhill. Randall Cobb went downhill. A lot of things went negative for that team. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers still didn't do horrible. So yeah. I, Aaron Rodgers isn't Aaron Rodgers. We get that, but Aaron Rodgers is not the fifteenth quarterback. You know. Yeah, I think he's a comeback a little bit to form though, especially with this fire under his belt. I I, I think he was pissed when when they drafted Love, and I think that's just gonna <laughs> make him ele- make him just just go all out. He's just gonna elevate his game even more, especially up from last he year. He had a he had a better year than Tom Brady did, and he's younger than Tom Brady. And people like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would still want Tom Brady on their team. And you're and here here we are with the Green Bay Packers. They're a couple plays away from the, the Super Bowl and you're, they want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Could you imagine if Tom Brady plays 2 years in Tampa Bay then retires and then Tampa Bay trades for Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Stay 2 it. years from now. And then 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 you got Stop. Mike Evans. Mike Evans gets Jameis. Then he gets Tom Brady, then he gets Wayne Goblin obviously and then he yeah. gets uh, yeah, well, I mean, that'd be crazy for Bruce Arians. Arians had Peyton Manning already, too, so he literally would have some of the, like, the top three potential best quarterbacks ever. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Another thing I want to mention about the Packers is they have two big holes. They won a tight end position. Jimmy Graham's not there anymore, so they, their starter is Mercedes. Well, don't forget they got a – oh, why am I blanking? They have uh, – they pick up? They got Jay Sternberg, the rookie, but they added uh, – Joseph um, – they drafted the tight end, didn't they? No, no you're right. Well, that was Whatever. That's still a question mark there, one. I, and yeah. two is 
wide receiver too. They they do have Adams. That's that's great and all, but is Lazard going to be that wide receiver too? Heck yeah. I mean, I mean, as us, us as fantasy, um, you know, players or whatever, we love Alan Lazard because of the potential there with Aaron Rodgers. But if you're a if you're running an NFL team, wouldn't you want to get someone better than Alan Lazard as your wide receiver too? Especially with this draft class this past year, this wide receiver draft class. You would, but Aaron Rodgers never really needed. He kind of made his own. You know, he didn't I mean, need it, but he but it could it can't help to it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't. I mean, I definitely think they should have drafted a wide receiver. I would have loved that. You know, I mean, they they did they did bring in Devin Funches, who really should have helped. Who probably was did he opt to, out. He did opt out. Yeah, okay. So that I'm sure that he was going to help with the red zone. Um, you know, no further, no more. But uh, I'm trying to I'm blanking here. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to find that tight end of who they signed um, while we're going over here. But Sadie's Lewis was signed, wasn't he? Yeah, he might be somebody. But whoever that may be, anyways, uh, the red zone, I think they're going to keep throwing in the red zone. That's why I think Devontae Adams is going to get back to his double-digit touchdowns. He did miss the four games, and I don't think that there's a, a way that Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones can replicate what he did last season. It's just not possible. So they're already talking about a committee, and then Aaron Jones had 19 touchdowns. Speaking of the four games without Devontae Adams, 20, 22 of Aaron Jones's 49 catches came in just those four games, as well as all three of his receiving touchdowns. So nearly half his catches and all of his touchdowns came in just the four games without Devontae Adams. That's got to go away, and that's going to go back to the receivers. So I think Aaron Jones needs to get brought down a little bit, which he obviously has been. And uh, I think Devontae Adams needs to stay up there as the number two or number three wide receiver. Like, he should still be contesting with Tyreek Hill. There's there's nobody – behind him there's nobody else up there with him and michael thomas i i don't i believe it no i don't think so i I think it's i think it's michael thomas Devontae adams and they're their own tier and then it drops like i i think Devontae adams can push for the number one wide receiver overall i think terry kale's up there too yeah i mean he's up there i I just i just think those two above all are just i Julio, yeah, I mean, I just don't think he's not going to get the touchdowns. I mean, they're they're all going to get a lot of yards and targets, but they're all going to get more touchdowns than Julio is. So I don't think Julio can push for the number one, but I I still believe Julio is going to be top five. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, he definitely is. He definitely is great. And there was there was a point in time where Devontae Adams' love was real low this offseason. And, and it's definitely getting – it's getting a little bit back up there, so – he needs to keep that respect. Uh, I think that might be enough, though, for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I I still have them winning that division, I think. I still think they're going to win the division, yeah. Um, well, one, one thing now that we're mentioning that, you know, they're not going to be 13-3. They're not going to be running the ball all the time either, so I think that that's going to help out Rodgers. Um, that's going to help out the whole passing game. So I think we've hit – We've beaten that dead horse. Uh, last team, Minnesota Vikings. Finished second last year, 10-6. and six. Had some, I guess we'll call it a rocky season. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins trying to figure out uh, what he's going to do with his uh, with this offense again and, and try to figure out with another offensive coordinator switching out. Kevin Stefanski going to Cleveland. 
Are they going to throw the ball? Are they going to run the ball? They've obviously extended Mike Zimmer, so he loves to just ground and pound. Uh, they traded away Stephon Diggs and brought in Justin Jefferson in the first round. So we're having some, uh, I guess, worries of Devin Cook not showing up. No, I think I think the last report was that he is going to show up. Yeah, they've they've talked about that. We got to see it to believe it. Yeah, I think I think they. I think there was something about a fine or something if he didn't show up by a certain date. And I think with training camp being pushed back, I think it's it's within that time period. I, yeah, I could well, be wrong, but well, it's true. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll uh, you know I, I'm expecting Cook to come back. I think he will. If not, I think somehow they're either going to get to a deal. Or he's going to show up no matter what. I don't think he's missing time. Um, and the addition of Gary Kubiak as the offensive coordinator, that's where I don't know. Are they going to pass? Are they going to run? Gary Kubiak loves to throw the ball to his running backs. He is a – his star – his running backs get the ball. So, he's always been able to show that even back in his Houston days. Yeah. I, I, I'm just very excited for Delvin Cook to have another great year. But that's where I don't know is, is Mike Zimmer going to take over and control that offense. I – they just give him an extension too. So, they, they – yep. Minnesota does like Mike Zimmer. I'm I'm drafting Delvin Cook high. Um, he's probably my fourth running back off the board. If I if he if I'm if I'm drafting around four, um, are they going to throw the ball more or are they going to run the ball more? I'm going to say fifty fifty on that, Anthony. I think they're, I think they're going to be well balanced. Just <laughs> don't laugh. Uh, I think they're going to be well balanced. I think I think you're going to see you're, you're going to see Cousins, you know, throw the ball. 20, 20, 25 times a game. The only reason I say that is because they lost a big part of their offense in Stephon Diggs. Yes, they drafted Justin Jefferson. Um, Love him. Yeah, yeah, we know. And uh, But can they trust a rookie wide receiver to get those targets that Stephon Diggs got last year? Yes. Yeah. No, I, and that's I think they can yeah, trust yeah. him to get the targets. I don't necessarily think – I don't think he's going to be as good as Diggs is, at least not right off the bat. Well, uh, what Diggs do you want? I mean, you know, there's years where Diggs gets 10 yards of catch, there's years where he gets 15 yards of catch. I think they've already said they're going to play him in the slot. So they already are saying he's good enough to take over where Thielen could produce really well too. We've yeah. seen this. We've seen the story mean, in the past, Jefferson's though. With very with good, yeah. Wide I, receivers, I agree. Though, Anthony, what you it say? takes. We see. We've seen this before with rookie wide receivers. A team thinks he's he's ready to take on a, a role, and it takes him a couple years to you know um, adjust. Yeah, how many of those players did that team trade their first round pick and then draft them in the first round, and now you're their number wide number two wide receiver? It's opportunity hey. as well, you know, and that's where I think, and they threw the ball only four hundred forty four times. Well, 466 if you had in, you know, Sean Mannion's attempts on there. But they barely throw the ball. Not many teams, only four teams in the last four, five years have thrown the ball under two, uh, under 450 times. So they're going to throw that ball some more. They have to. You don't need to throw the ball when you have Delvin Cook in the backfield. That's true. But, you know, you got you to go farther than, yeah. you know, you got to go farther in the playoffs than they've been doing. And Kirk Cousins needs to be the one to – help win that sometimes and yeah they definitely know. need to throw throw a little bit more and adam Thielen's getting getting a little bit older uh he's getting up there in age so i, you know, I personally you know yeah. me and adam Thielen this year i do yeah I'm, I'm all in on the adam Thielen this year i i think he's going to be one of the better wide receivers um and especially in ppr i think they're going to rely on him a little bit more than they usually do 
And they rely on him a lot already. Yeah, I I think Jefferson's going to be one of two, maybe three of these rookie wide receivers that actually get to 100 targets. Um, There's very good potential for that to happen. And you can look in training camp right now. um, He's making really nice catches. And he's proven. And that just proves down his 96th percentile in contested catches. You know, the guy's got great hands. And he's going to bring the ball in no matter where it is, uh, no matter where where it's going to him. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm not worried about him. He's going to be great. I just don't think he's going to come in and just be better than Stephon Diggs right away. Um, I, you know, especially with the limited offseason, he, he's going to need a little bit of time to kind of. You say Justin, Justin Jefferson's going to get 200 targets this year? No, 100. At least 200. 100. Oh, I, I was going to say, where are these targets coming from? No. Because <laughs> Diggs only got 94 last year. I'm like, holy heck. They're throwing no. the ball 50 times a game. No, um, I said he's going to be one of two or yeah. three rookie wide receivers to reach that I mean, yeah. 100 target mark. Yeah, and they threw the ball over 600 times two years ago. So, I mean, that was with John Filippo as the coach. And then, you know, Mike Zimmer didn't like it, so they fired him. We remember that nonsense that brought Kevin Stefanski in. But I think that they're not going to throw it over 600 times. But, again, you're bringing in Gary Kubiak. He's, you're going to throw the ball. Uh, you know, they're going to get the Delvin Cook involved. They're probably going to throw it over 500 times. Adam Thielen's going to see probably close to 30% of that target share. So yes, he is. It's, he's going to get a lot of that ball. But I think it's going to be very concentrated between Jefferson and uh, Adam Thielen. And then you also got to remember they got Kyle Rudolph and Irv, Irv Smith uh, at tight end, who Irv Smith's going to come into his own. He's another young tight end uh, that we were talking about earlier that, that, or that we mentioned earlier is another guy coming up into the league that you need to look out for. And That's about it on them, I think. I, I, you I covered it all there, Anthony, on that. Uh, Sorry, I, got, I don't know. You know, the Vikings, they got – it's basically every player on their team has some fantasy relevance. You know, I haven't said anything about Madison. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that – in redrafts this year, we were talking about before – we talked about last episode, you know, how I was taking this a little bit different of an approach, uh, the way I do my redraft this year, where I used to not draft handcuffs at all. Um, I used to even not draft other team handcuffs. And now this year, Alexander Manderson, Tony Pollard, you know, Boston Scott, those are like the top three guys I'd probably say that I would want to draft. Uh, and even if I don't have their their starting running backs. Yeah, just to have on the bench. Yeah. I I did in a few uh a few dynasty startups just late in the late in the draft I was getting the one specifically I got Tony Pollard and Alexander Madison. I got them both and then I also have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You only got to start one running back in that league. Um, so it's the DDCL league. But um, Ah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I like that because I only got to worry about one running back. And for right now, I got Chubb and Hunt leading that for me, and I'll see what happens with some of the other guys. I also drafted, like, DJ Dallas in, like, the 20th round or something like that. Yeah, you definitely want to handcuff almost all, all your top players, if not – just because of what's going on with the whole COVID thing. Um, but back to Delvin Cook and uh, Alexander Madison. Madison has shown that he can carry the load, too, when Delvin Cook goes down. So, yeah. you know. So he got injured. 
and so he got it. Really show that, and that really made me mad because I wanted to see if he was, if he was that good. Because I, I think he's, I think he's, just, I think he's Dalvin Cook two point um, Yeah, you definitely want to keep him and stash him on your dynasty rosters because next season might be the time, uh, you know, that he's coming through. If you have but Delvin, you I think you need to deal. make sure you get Madison. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why in one league, we, me and Antonio did a did a uh, just a random league with a bunch of random people on uh, one, one of the dynasty apps, and uh, one guy was so upset with me that I took Alexander Madison and like it was like really early. It was like for Alexander Madison, it was like the thirteenth round or something like that. He was really upset. I was like, well, you know, you'll come to me when. Uh, you want to trade when when you want to trade for him, and then the whole Delvin Cook uh, um, report came out that he was going to hold out and whatnot. So he offered me a third round pick for him. I'm like, dude, up that up a little bit. You could have. <laughs> so what would you be looking for? What would you what would you get rid of Alex, Alexander Madison for? It, I'll just hang on to him unless it's unless it's something crazy. Um, obviously, I'm not going to get a first for him. I don't want a second or a third for him. It it would be, you know, another young young player that could help me out, um, that I would I would trade him for. But you'd probably value him around a second. Not yeah, but I, yeah, I'd probably value him around a second. Yeah, but I wouldn't trade him for a second. If I was trading him, I would definitely need a second rounder at least. Yeah, but I, I but I'm not trading him for a second. That's that's, right. you know, it, the only pick I would trade for him is if someone offered me a first. Then, yeah, what am I gonna do with a backup? Back. Yeah, but nobody's gonna give you a first. No, no one is. And that's why I always. That's why when like trade discussions come up, and you know people, people want offer you something. I'm like, I don't have to move this player. Offer me something more if you want him. That's the the big name this whole off season was Todd Gurley. Everyone wanted him, but no one wanted to pay up for him. I was like, well, I guess I'll just hang on to him. Yeah. We'll talk next year. <laughs> yeah. So I I think. Um... I think that they could definitely do well, uh, Cook and Madison together. But I think that it's just another year that Cook may supplant Madison. Um, I think it's a year that Minnesota's. Honestly, I think that they might miss the playoffs. Might be pretty close. Could be mostly because of just how the. Uh, I don't know if them being second in the division will be enough to get in the playoffs with how tough the NFC is. I think they might have to get first for this one because they can get wins again and not make it. And the Lions in last. In this division. Yeah, that's fair. Lions, then Chicago, then Minnesota, yeah. not Green Bay again. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fair. Uh, then we got any closing thoughts? That's going to wrap up our uh, division for the NFC and AFC North. I, you know, this division looks great on paper, like player wise, but then when you start talking about them, there's so many question marks everywhere. You, especially with, look at Minnesota. I mean, who knows what Justin Jefferson or or even who knows what type of offense they're going to bring to the table this year. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, there is not one team in this division that you can sit here and talk confidently about. Yeah, not like the um, and AFC North where I felt good with a couple teams. There. Yeah, they all have new. They all have new teams, new situations, but they're good situations that you're happy for. And then you have the NFC North where you know things are changing for the teams, but all those question marks. Yeah. Like you said, they just keep getting larger and larger. So yeah. we'll, we'll find that out uh, soon enough, but uh, that's, like I said, it's going to, that's going to end up uh, our AFC and NFC North preview for this week. Next week, we are going to move to the AFC and NFC West. 
So that'll be another fun one. Um, a lot of good things to talk about for them. Uh, don't forget, as we end this, you guys can follow us uh, on Twitter at DynastyMafia underscore FF. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube. You can subscribe and uh, you get to watch us uh, on there. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, uh, Twitch, or I'm sorry, Stitcher. I've been on a Twitch kick lately. Uh, been watching so, like you've been watching people game. <laughs> not, you know, just it's been an array of, of different games around. But um, I have a couple of podcasters that do some stuff on Twitch that I like to watch. So a lot of free time lately, huh? Is that is that what happens when you have a couple of kids? You yeah, know, well, when... yeah. <laughs> I, I've noticed you've been you've been active on Twitter a lot more. Every time I look, there's an Antonio tweet um, notification on my phone. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a little easier. Um, I'm, I'm on paternity leave. Um, for those of you that didn't uh, hear from the last episode, uh, I had a second child, uh, a little daughter. So that's definitely been um, – it's easier to focus a little more on fantasy right now. That's what I can say and on Twitter and, and those little things. Uh, yeah, so like I said, make sure to follow us everywhere, guys. Uh, any five-star reviews are great. Any feedback is awesome. Um, make sure to send us any rosters as well. We want to start uh, – help them break down some rosters, give you guys some advice. Uh, so make sure to DM the pod um, or any of us and we'll, we'll get that going. So uh, also make sure to follow all of us. Uh, you can follow uh, myself at Antonio Denisi FF. Uh, you can follow Eric at Eric D underscore FF and at Keenan underscore seven one six with that mouthful. I think that's, uh, it's going to be enough for me guys. Yeah. You did a great job there. <laughs> hey, thanks. He said, Appreciate it. All right, everybody. uh, Sounds like we'll talk to you guys next week. Like we said, AFC, NFC West previews and uh, Mafia out.